Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Orris and today we'll be talking about the movie Suicide Squad, Peach Dragon, Pupstar, and Little Prince. But right now, we're going to talk to Morgan, who is 11 from Hollywood, about the new film, Suicide Squad. So, Morgan, how are you doing? I'm doing great and wonderful. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. So, what did you think about this film? It's exhilarating, really. It was awesome. And I've heard a lot of other people say that it was, like, all over the place and everything. But it made sense to me. We have, There are so many characters and actors, and I love that. Because they went big with big cast, action, drama, uh, scenes, scares, comedy, and graphics. They just went all out, which is the kind of movies that we love to see on the big screen, which really made this a movie just wonderful to watch. In recent years, we have seen many movies with only like a handful of people in them and, you know, background people that nobody really, you know, notices. But, like, this one really had a bunch of people that were the main stars. Now, would you say that there are a few main characters that are especially in the Suicide Squad? Because judging from the trailers, it looks like they focus on mainly two characters, Harley Quinn and the Joker. So what do you think about that? That is correct, but it also uh, features Deadshot and then Diablo. Like, they kind of give a backstory to him. Like, they don't really focus on him, but they kind of do. But uh, I really like that aspect because they could actually make another film with that. Because then the next film can be like, okay, now we're going to learn this person's backstory and this person's backstory. And then we'll find out more about them. Or they could even add a couple of new superheroes or uh, supervillains into this. And then they can learn about their backstory as well. So that's pretty much like one of the greatest parts about this. Because they can make tons of movies really to tell you the truth about supervillains that become superheroes. And then they can also, if they don't, if they decide to do the same style for everyone, which is only tell about a few people's background stories, then they can make even more movies describing the other people's background stories. And it is a really cool thing to really look into villains' backstories because we all know superhero backstories, but we really don't look into villains' backstories. As well as the idea that villains could be good guys is so unique and exciting. So, can you tell us the plot about this film? Well, the plot is basically Amanda Walker, who plays Viola Davis, is an awesome bad but take control kind of girl that everybody loves, to tell you the truth. And this movie also has great female characters that have depth and intelligence, might I add. Like Harley Quinn, for example. She is also very smart and goofy and silly. And that is giving, this gives me like two thumbs up, to tell you the truth, because I enjoyed this movie, and I hope that it becomes a franchise, like I said, that we can see for years to come. And it lets you go in more movies just like this one with strong female characters as well as strong male characters. So it is gender-friendly, in case anybody was wondering. It's just uh, Amanda Walker, Viola Davis, who is also known for getting um, How to Get Away with Murder. She decides to make like this deal where 
a bunch of these uh, super villains, like, she knows that all of them have their weaknesses and everything, so she's like, if we can be able to make these guys turn into good guys in case Superman or Batman, because this is a DC comic that was turned into a movie, and those are uh, DC's two main superheroes, along with a couple of others, if one of them goes crazy, like Batman or Superman, then they can take over and become the new superheroes just in case one of those things happens. So, do you think that this film has any moral or messages? I don't, I think there's like one where everybody deserves a second chance, and that even though something bad might be going on, or, you know, you think that something, you know, doesn't have to be solved, or you think that it can't be figured out, well, then there is another way as well. So, it kind of told you that. Even if you're doing something bad or anything, you can still make make something good out of what you're doing or something like that. I think that is a fantastic moral and very true to a lot of people. You're listening to Kiss First Contractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And right now we are talking to Morgan, who is 11 and from Hollywood. And in the future, we're going to be talking about Pup Star and the Little Prince and also Peach Dragon. But right now we're going to continue talking to Morgan about the new film Suicide Squad. So, Morgan, my next question is, do you, were you ever confused? Because, like you said, there are a lot of main characters. And they do go into the backstory and back to the main story, and it's a very complex plot. So do you ever get confused? Not really, because they did explain it quite well, and you could, like, tell the difference between the flashback and the re- reality. So that was, like, one of, the, um, one of the other things that was really great about this film, was that you maybe you might get a little bit confused, just like a tad, in just a bit, if you, like, fall asleep in the middle of the movie, or, you know, but that won't happen, because this is an awesome movie, but, you know, it's like you... Kind of really have to pay attention because this is very intricate movie that is very detailed as well. And do you think this movie has uh, good visual effects? Like, how are the special effects in this film? Oh my gosh, the graphics in this film are top notch, and the stunt work as well is just impressive. Obviously, I actually had some great aerial acrobatics, and I know Ariel myself, and she did a swan dive, and that takes a lot of trust, and she pulled it off with style as well, and. Uh, the graphics were actually quite amazing because in one of the action scenes where the the uh, Harley Quinn gets shot and the uh, other super villains that get turned into superheroes decide to fight the Enchantress, who is the super villain in this film, as well as her brother. They like have really cool graphics because she decides to make this machine because she thinks that the humans worship machines more than they do them like they used to. So she decides to make a machine that's going to wipe out the entire planet and kill everybody. Except them, because they're God. By the way, Deadshot is played by Will Smith, and Harley Quinn is played by Margot Robbie. My next question is actually about the cast. How do you think they did in acting? Because this cast is legendary, like names I just mentioned. Also, Gerald Leto and a few other people, just to name a few. So how do you think they did playing their roles? Oh my gosh, they were amazing. Will Smith, I've seen him in quite a few movies over the years, but this is one of his best performances that I've seen in for a while because it was so it was so intricate and so amazing the way he played it and pulled it off. Amanda Walker, like I said, by Ola Davis, she is also just amazing. And really, she really played great in this film. And I really did enjoy that she was able to do that because that was just really cool. And she was able to bring the drama that she used from How to Get Away with Murder and bring it into this, as well as making it a little, just like a little less 
dramatic, but it was still very believable as well. And then Harley Quinn, who is Margaret Robbie, she's adorable, cute, funny, and deadly, might I add. And the new Joker's girlfriend, who is uh, Jared Leto, like you said, uh, is all kinds of cray-cray, and I love her. She's like my absolute favorite character. And she is the heart and soul of this movie, to tell you the truth, because without her quirky, quick-witted one-liners, it would just be like a dark movie about a bunch of bad guys just trying to kill another bunch of bad guys. And that is just not the government's best idea, might I add, for number one. And it wouldn't be fun. Yeah, there's usually a lot of films that have this one character that really holds up the film. And in this film, it seems to be uh, Harley Quinn. So what do you think, how do you think they did on the makeup? Because some characters did not look at all like the actors, especially the Joker. He did not look at all like Gerald Leto. Made me look it up in IMDb to actually see who played it because I had no idea. So how do you think they did on the makeup? The makeup was actually very top-notch as well. And I agree because Jared Leto is known for looking like Jesus. And yet here he is looking like this crazy guy with a coil makeup on. And you're like, what the heck? So the, uh, the makeup of this was actually stunning. As well as um, a couple of the other characters. Like one of them looks like a lizard or an alligator. And he was just like, you didn't even think that. I thought it was a suit. But then I found out that it was makeup. And I was like, that was makeup? Are you kidding me? That's awesome. And it was just really that detailed that you literally thought that that was their own skin or you thought that that was their real selves. And part of the reason why the makeup was probably so good is because the actors well brought out the characters. So um, both facts and the graphics and stuff, everything just made like a perfect film really for this summer. And this is going to be a blockbuster, I can tell you that for sure. It definitely sounds like a fantastic film, but overall, what do you think is your uh, star rating? What's the, how many stars do you give this film? Oh my gosh. This is actually like not a very difficult question, like, truth, because I really was like, okay, I really think this is going to be five stars. And you know what? I am giving it five sledgehammers with red, white, and blue sparkling stars. And because it's different, it's fun, it's scary, it's billing, and it was just like a perfect film, really. So what age range do you give this film? 13 to 18 or up, because adults will like this film a lot, and so will the teenagers. But if you're younger than 13, there is a bit of violence in it. And it's just like a little bit, bit too complicated for younger kids. But if you're 13 and up, like, it won't even bother you. You will love this film for sure. It definitely sounds like a legendary film, and I will definitely check it out. If you'd like to check out this film, it is now in theaters near you. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Crime Attractions. This show is sponsored by Gibby by Shopback. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. 
All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our kids' first film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh. Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, age 11 and a half, currently as Sunny in L.A. You're listening to Kids First County Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about some amazing subjects, such as Suicide Squad, and right now we're going to be talking about Peach Dragon, and then later we'll be talking about Pop Stars, and then The Little Prince. Right now, I am talking to Ryan, who is 12 years old, from New York, about Peach Dragon. So, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am super excited. Now, thank you so much for joining me and talking about this. What's the plot of Peach Dragon? Because I've heard quite a bit about it. I have seen the original, and people say that these are similar but very different. So, what's the plot of this new one that's coming out? Well, it is different because even though I haven't seen the original, the description on IMDb doesn't sound as similar as the remake. And the plot of Pete's Dragon is an incident happens, like a car crash happens, and Pete is pretty much raised for a good six years by a dragon named Ellie. And... One day he gets found, uh, Pete, by Grace, who is, I believe, a park, I mean, a forest ranger. And you see what happens after the incident. I don't want to say more because I'm exploring the movie. So I know that Robert Fredford also stars in this film and he also produced and directed it. What did you think about the acting in this film done by everybody, including Robert Redford? Well, I have to say that. 
Oh, everyone's performances. For example, Robert Redford, as you mentioned, he his performance is actually is amazing because he plays Grace's father, and Grace is is uh, the actress who plays Grace is Bryce Dallas Howard, and I like how the relationship is with uh, Grace and her father, and I like that how he. I just like how the character is because he, sure, he's an old guy, but he has some things that he wants to show people, and I don't want to say, more, I don't want to say like, what he's trying to show because for a movie, but I just love how this character, the um, uh, Grace's father, is because he's kind of like that happy and wise, I guess, old person and he has a lot of things to say and not many people want to hear it but I just love that character and also I might get his name wrong Oaks Begley who plays Pete his performance is very is fantastic because I love how this character how I loved how he portrayed the character and made this remake movie very much better because if another actor who played it and did a horrible job the remake wouldn't be that great. That is true. And I have actually seen the original. And it's very silly and goofy. And like there are singing and laughter. And it makes you want to get up and dance. Now this, this new version. It was supposed to be like a, more of a drama. What did you think the genre of this film was? I thought it was like somewhat of a drama movie. Because as you said like from the original. It wasn't really like laugh and singing. It wasn't like a musical and there was not a comedy in it. It was more like a serious yet child-friendly kind of situation. So it was like drama yet and family, the genre. That just makes sense. I completely understand that, and that is true. Now, what did you think about the graphics in this? Because uh, Elliot, who is the dragon, is all CGI'd as well as uh, a bit of the action scenes and such. Uh, what did you think about the CGI that they used? in order to do the dragon and all these CGI scenes. The CGI, I have to say that the dragon, like Elliot, as you said, like, I liked how they designed him. He looks very child-friendly, and I liked how they didn't make him look like a very, like, scary dragon. And also, I liked how they made it seem like, they made it seem like, for example, how they made it seem like Pete, was riding him, it looked so real, it looked very realistic as if that happened in real life. Well, that's amazing. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice American Kids Network. Today we are talking about some amazing topics such as Suicide Squad, Peach Dragon, Pop Stars, and The Little Prince. And right now I am talking to the amazing Ryan who is 12 years old and from New York. And we are talking about Peach Dragon. Let's continue about our interview. Now, I know that the original one is like fun and goofy and everything, and it's very silly, like I said, and it was also very believable as well. And this one is supposed to be a drama. Was this one uh, as believable? Like, did you really think that you were part of this film and that you were like going to cry or anything? And was the dragon also believable? I felt like the remake was more believable because the the way you're mentioning it, it kind of sounds like kind of fake because, and I guess you're trying to make it seem like if it was in real life because 
let's because in cartoon world I guess it's kind of like happy and like they want to produce happiness and like this is good this is good but in real life it's not all good good they're trying to show like some things that are very serious in life and you have to understand that and so I'm just saying oh let's just laugh and make sure the kids don't feel sad because it's okay to feel sad because you care about these characters and you don't want them to like die or something bad happen and it makes it more believable because you start to see how the characters develop and Elliot I would have to say he looks, I guess, more believable because of the CGI's and how they were very well done. And I see pictures of the original Elliot the Dragon, and I guess he's very well drawn, but I wouldn't say he's like really realistic because it's like an animation. Do you prefer the drama instead of having it fun and goofy? Yeah, I would rather prefer prefer the drama because. For kids, you don't want to think like, oh, life is like so laughs and giggles and it's perfect. You want to also want to show them like that some things may happen in life that aren't great. And I think I like how they show it that way, some like the goofy laughing type. And I have seen a couple of trailers for this film. This dragon has fur instead of scales. So what did you think about that? Like, because most books say that they have scales and the sharp claws and the sharp teeth and all that uh, crazy things that they can blow fire out of their mouths and all that. But instead, this one's made out of fur. So do you think they should have changed that or do you think that it was pretty much okay? It was very okay because I guess they don't want to make it seem like this dragon is very scary. Like They don't want to make it look scary. They want to make it more like child-friendly. So I can see why they went with the fur because... I guess it's very important to show kids, like, not all dragons are this very stereotypical kind of, oh, it has scales, pretty much sharp nails, and kind of like a scary type, and try to make it more friendly. Oh, I can, I understand that totally. The original movie is, it's animation with real people, but this one is uh, graphics with real people, so did you get the same vibe that it was, like, animation with real people or did you just think oh this is just graphics and real people well i guess that you kind of mentioned this kind of hard one but i guess to answer your question is that well this is a really good question though it's like i'm not sure but i think like it kind of looks like not really like graphics more like cgi's with people and yeah, there's not really much I have to say about that topic. It more looks like like a CGI, like you can tell it's like CGI right away, so like kind of like graphics, and there's people there. Well, that is really cool, and it's kind of fun, too. What did you think about the costumes and the designs in this? Because it's supposed to be like a little boy ragman, you know? In the original one, they had directors and everything, because this was supposed to take place like back in the day, really, so this one I know is more modern. modern. What do you think about the outfits and the hairstyle and the makeup? I have to say that the costumes are very, I guess, like, modern and very, not really, like, I feel like it's very a modern style. It's not really, like, too complex, like a full-blown dresser, pretty much. I feel, I feel like the fashion's, like, very, like, great because... I'm not really like a fashionista, but I can tell like tell that they work really hard in these outfits. And also the makeup, well, I guess 
I'm not really sure, but makeup. I guess they use makeup like for the camera. I guess that looks cool too. And something I like to say is that for Pete, since he was there for six years, I felt like I liked how they made him look very dirty, and his hair is very long and it's like very, I guess, poofy. Since you know he hasn't really been like outside, like not in the, I guess, the real world. And I liked how they showed that in the film. And who's your favorite character? Favorite would have to be Pete because I liked how they make this character look like how shows like how he sur- survived the six years and he is a very brave character. Okay, and what's your favorite scene? Ooh, my favorite scene. Uh, my favorite scene would be I guess the beginning because I don't know why I always like the origin because I love how. I just love how the story first begins, and it's kind of like an origin story when the movie begins. Because in most most movies, it's pretty much like that, and that's why I really enjoy the movies like that. And how many stars do you get that? I give this film four point five out of five stars, and yeah, it, like it was good, but there was like a few things that I didn't like, and that was pretty much it. What would you change to make this film get the uh, extra point five stars? Well, I would have to say that that something that I didn't like was that it was kind of predictable. Like, like sometimes in Disney films they feel a little bit predictable, and you could tell how the scene's gonna go. I wish they like took that out, the like being predictable, because I want to feel surprised. And like in this film, I didn't really feel like that surprised. What do you think the age range for this would be? Like six to eighteen, and I think those might like this as well because kids under the age they might not get it, or it could be a little bit intense for younger viewers. Well, thank you so much for this interview. It was a pleasure talking to you. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome so much. Thank you. Let's take a break, and I'm Morgan Brian Birch, age eleven and a half, currently on Sunny LA, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And our sponsor for the day is Gibby, brought to you by Shout Factory. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh. Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, and welcome back. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, age 11 and a half, currently in sunny LA, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We have been talking about some amazing topics, such as Suicide Squad and Peach Dragon. And next, we'll be talking about Pup Stars and then The Little Prince. But right now, we are going to be talking to Jerry, who is 14 years old and in LA, about Pup Star. So how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. So, does this film, what's the plot of this film? So, pretty much, this film is about a little puppy named Tiny, and she goes on this TV, this reality TV show, kind of like um, some other shows that are currently on, called, and it's all about singing dogs. And she herself is a wonderful singer, so she goes on, and the judges absolutely love her, give her a golden bone, which lets her go straight to the finale of the show and have a big chance of winning. The problem is, after the show's over and after she's done competing, she goes back home and she gets captured by animal control. So she needs to go on this huge adventure after she escapes them to get back to the show's finale and to get reunited with her owner. Well, that's really cool. Did they use real uh, dogs in this film or were they animated dogs or uh, graphics or how did that work? It was partly real dogs, like sometimes they could have real dogs, but the dogs did speak English in a lot of it. So they did animate dogs, and I have to say that they did it fantastically. It looked very realistic. It looked very natural. It looked like the dogs were actually speaking English. So they definitely spent a lot of time and a lot of work making sure that's detailed, and it's very clear. Well, that's actually quite amazing. And so this is real life mixed with a little bit of graphics and animation. Yeah, there is definitely a lot of actors who are real people and not doing voiceover for dogs. That is really cool. How was the acting and the voiceovers in this film? They were spectacular. They all made their characters come to life and all were full of emotion. But the most amazing thing is that they interacted with each other perfectly. And it's a little hard because sometimes the dog wasn't even there. The actors were just talking to inanimate objects. And even if the dogs were there, they're talking to dogs. The dogs couldn't respond. And they just had to rely on their acting skills. And they did fantastic. It was very spot on. It looked very natural between the two, dog and person and overall stupendous job what was your favorite scene in this film 
I'd have to say my favorite scene is kind of the beginning scene. It's when Tiny first gets on the stage and she's singing her song. Why I like the scene is because it introduces the style of the film, the style of the animated dogs and them singing. It's very hilarious. And also, she sang her song the first time. And it's a beautiful song, very emotional. She has a wonderful voice. And it was just greatly enjoyable to listen to. And you just mentioned the style of the film. What is the style? The style is definitely more kind of for, for kids. It's more of a very fairy tale type of story where they go on this giant adventure where they make friends and enemies and they just have a lot of fun. It's definitely not meant for older kids and it's more meant for younger kids than families in general. That does make a lot of sense. Now, were there any morals to this story? There's a lot of morals. One of the main one, I think, is never give up because Tiny never gives up on her huge adventure across the United States and back trying to get to the finale for the show and reunite with her owner. And she encounters a lot of problems like she can't get somewhere or the animal control got her or something like that. So she did an absolutely, extremely, extremely eventful journey to there. And she never gave up. And I think that's a strong moral in life. Never give up and never stop trying to accomplish your dreams because she didn't stop trying to accomplish and she got her dreams. Well, that's a great moral. Now, who's your favorite character and why? I'd have to say it would be Tanya because she's just so adorable. And to look at her run around with her little stubby legs would just made me die of cuteness. Also, like I said, the voiceover artist who did her wonderful voice and actually just a few days ago i got to meet one of the dogs who did tiny and and the one of the dogs who played tiny and that dog was adorable and i love playing with him and cuddling him so yeah i'd have to say my favorite character was tiny well that is actually really cool now you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network today we're talking about some amazing things and topics such as Suicide Squad, Peach Dragon, and later we will be talking about the amazing silk story called The Little Prince. And right now we are talking to Jerry, who is 14 years old and currently in L.A., about Buckstar. Now, I'm wondering, what, um, what kind of dog or breed is Tiny, since you've been talking a lot about her? Uh, I actually don't know her specific breed. I don't know a lot about dogs. I can tell you that, yeah, I, I couldn't say her exact breed. Sorry. That's okay. And, um, how was the music in this film? And did any of it, like, get stuck in your head? Like, because you said that she sings a couple of songs. So did you ever, like, find yourself humming any of her songs or anything like that? You know, it wasn't really the beat or the kind of tone of the music. It was more just the lyrics and her actual voice and it was really beautiful and there she wasn't the only one singing that wasn't the only style because it was kind of more of emotional type of music as they crossed the country they went to a whole bunch of different places where they where you would hear jazz where you hear country and i really like that they kind of looked into every single type of music and everybody all the dogs who were singing in this film yes i said dogs did stupendous and they sounded amazing and i loved every part of it and that's actually really funny now, um, what's the tone of this or the genre? Was it happy, sad, lively, or family-friendly? What, what, what do you say the genre is? 
I definitely say it's more of an adventure family friendly. It's definitely happy. It's up. It's upbeat. Although there are some problems, there's definitely a major conflict in this film that they have to get through. It's not that intense, so it is suitable for kids, and it is really, really meant for families. And it just has a bright, happy mood to the whole thing. What is the error in this film that you did not like? Honestly, I don't think I didn't like anything about this film. Everything was fantastic. They did it stupendous. It's definitely not meant for older kids just because it's a very simple plot and it's very bright. But for younger kids and for families in general, it's wonderful and perfect. And this is really sad that it's not for older kids, but uh, younger kids will want, want it is what you're basically saying. Now, I know that this is a movie. Do you think they could make another movie based on Tiny or do you think this is just like a one-time deal? I think that the show itself, that, you know, it's dogs competing and they and whoever has the best singing voice is kind of a cool idea. I don't know if, it, if a sequel will be mainly focused on Tiny. I think that if they did a sequel mainly focused on the show itself, that'd be pretty cool. Because although that's the main point of the film, it, it only shows up a few times. So I think if they made a sequel more concentrated on the show itself, it'd definitely be kind of entertaining and kind of interesting to watch. I can totally see that. Now, how many stars do you give this film? I definitely gave it five out of five stars for the main reasons I said, you know, wonderful voiceover, beautiful acting. They integrated with each other perfectly. Singing is very original, also enjoyable to listen to. Story is unique and very simple for younger kids, but also entertaining for older people to watch as well. And overall, just a wonderful film, perfectly done. And also cinematography is nice. It definitely shows the scene and it definitely portrays what the main subject is. And what do you think the age range for this film would be? I'd have to say it would be around 5 to 12 because it's, like I said, not meant for older kids. For younger kids, yes. Below 5, they may find it a little boring or maybe a little too intense for them. So I'd say 5 to 12. That is a good age range for this film, and this film sounds like a great film. And I do want to let everybody know that it's just come out August 30th, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Well, thank you so much. This was a wonderful interview. Thank you for letting me talk about it. You're welcome. Now let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brian Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And our sponsor for the day is Diddy, brought to you by Shout Factory. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To become a Kids First Film Critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh. Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We were just talking about the film Pupstar, but right now we're going to be talking about the film The Little Prince with Morgan, who is 11 and from Hollywood. So, Morgan, can you tell us about this film? This film is adorable, and it's touching and eye-catching. I love this film because it is based on a book, and The Little Prince, and it is original and fun to watch. And I also like the film, um, the fact that the film is about growing up and that it's not a bad thing and that you can still have fun being a kid at heart. So that's one of the greatest morals that I've ever heard and that this is just a wonderful film because it was adorable, touching, and it made, it makes me want to actually go and read the book. It does sound like a beautiful, beautiful movie. So can you tell us about the story of the movie? The story of this movie is about a little girl, and her name is the little girl in the film, and her she is played by Mackenzie Fox, or Foye, and she is adorable, funny, and she just wants to help everyone that she possibly can. And she's also a perfect role model for little girls that are my age and younger. And then we have the aviator, who is Jeff Bridges, who is like an old man, and she wants her to see that she can still be a kid, have fun, and use your imagination, even when you grow up. And it's about her adventure going through space, and she's trying to, like, find a way, and she's trying to look for the little prince, who is played by Riley Osborne. And if you did not notice, the executive producer and the director of this film who is Mark Osborne. He is the son of Mark Osborne, and he was actually, uh, he did a great job of making this film, and the little prince was adorable. And then we have the older version of Little Prince, who is Mr. Prince, played by Paul Rudd. Now, you, there's a lot of fantastic people who plays the characters in this film. So how are the actors? Like, just to name a few, there's Jeff Bridges, like you said, who plays the aviator. There's also James Franco, who plays the fox. There's even Albert Bugs, who plays the businessman. So how did they all do? 
they were actually wonderful because they just did a great job and the voiceover in this was actually really done very well. And it was really fun and adorable and it made you kind of like, these characters really brought out the film and it made you want to like just jump into the TV screen or the big screen, which is where I see it in the theater. And then it made you just want to like go and be with them and join them in this adventure. Does sound like a stupendous and wonderful film, but it also is somewhat animated. Is that correct? It is all animation. So, how's the animation in this film? The animation in this film was actually really cool because Mark Osborne he actually went to college and he studied uh, many different types of animation, and he loved them all. And he said that he loved it, and he thought he decided to make a film with two kinds of animation. And even though it's not as modern as animation that you'll see on like other uh, movies or such, it was done quite well, and it still felt very realistic. And I really liked that about this film. And part of the reason, another reason why they decided to do two different animations is because the little girl she imagines a little bit about the story because when the aviator is telling her the story, she uses her imagination to picture what it was like. So they use a totally different animation for that style when she's imagining, and then when she goes back into the real world, and she's talking to the aviator and going on her adventure and everything. And do you think this film has any moral or messages to teach people? The main message or moral in this film is that uh, growing up is not a bad thing, and that you can still have fun and be a kid at heart, and you don't have to grow up and be so strict, because her, uh, the little girl's mom is like, supposed to be very strict, and she's like, you need to go to a good school, you need to do this, you need to do that. And she wants her child to have the best interest and everything. But the little girl doesn't really want that. She wants to just go out and be herself and be free. So she doesn't want to grow up to be like her mom or be stiff and um, cranky and old and mean. And she doesn't want to be one of those angry adults who's mad at the world. I think that's a fantastic world because although we are getting older, we're becoming adults, you know, I still try to be a kid. I still try to have fun and I to also want to be free. I also want to be, be able to make my own choices. So I think that's a wonderful moral. You're listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we talked about the film Suicide Squad, Peach Dragon, and also Pup Star. Right now we're going to continue talking to Morgan about the new film, The Little Prince, which is also available on Netflix now. So definitely check it out. So Morgan, my next question is what age rating do you give this film and why? Um, I would say the correct age range for this film is probably... I say that seven and up because kids will like this film and enjoy the animation, which is adorable. Because part of it was hand drawn, and then another part was stop motion, which was actually really cool. And the adults also like the fact that it's based on a book that they knew as a child, and it will bring back many memories from their childhood as well. That sounds very unique. You mentioned how it kind of transitions between two types of animation. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Um, like I said, she imagined some of, uh, some of the parts when the aviator talking at the book. So that's the stop animation. And then the hand-drawn animation was um, when they were, like, imagining into the other world. And they were like, oh, well, this is going on. And, you know, it was actually really cool. And that was actually really fun how they did that. Because it would actually, like, give you a break. And you'd be like, wow, that's awesome. And then you'd be like, the it just was, like, really cool because many people actually do have to imagine uh, things that are going on in their head while they are reading books or somebody's reading them a book. So this was actually very true, like, what's happening in class or anything. And when you're in school, you know, you're going to be like, oh, well, you know, that's what's happening. Then you're going to, like, picture it in your brain. 
And the fact that they decided to use two different animations brought out this film quite a bit, to tell you the truth, because it made it original and different um, than other films who just use one animation. And it's also very unique to use stop motion hand drum because those are two animations that are kind of lost arts now. So I'm glad that people are still using it for films and to use it in such a unique style as well. So do you have a favorite scene in this film? Um, my favorite scene in this film is probably, this is actually a hard question because I have quite a few of them, but my absolute favorite one um, is when the little girl and, the front, and her friend, the fox, who's James Francisco, uh, who's sneaking out in the middle of the night into the aviator's house to borrow his plane. And then in order to take off, they go into an amazing contraption and engage in action. And then they have, to, and then like they basically like makes a ramp and everything for the plane to go off on their way, flying through the night sky. And I love this scene because it was quick and fun and adventurous. And the animation was also very clever and crystal clear. It sounds like it was a fantastic scene. Do you have a favorite character? My favorite character is uh, the little girl because she's adorable, fun, funny, and she just wants to help everyone, like I said. And she is also a great role model for little girls because people, more people need to make more girl power in the film. And uh, Mark Osborne said that the little girl is based on his own daughter, and he said that he wanted her to have girl power in this film, and he thinks that it's very important because he has actually worked on, he's known for the first Kung Fu Panda, and he said that he was really expecting there to be more female leads in this film, and he said, oh, well, I was thinking that maybe I'd help it by adding more female characters, and he said, even though you have my first fan, Tigress, they like, should have more girl power, and he said, so the original book does not have any other girl characters except for the Rose, but he said that um, one of the reasons why he decided to add Little Girl was because he wanted to protect the book and make the film different, but not too different that it would ruin uh, adults' memories of the book and make them not want to, you know, see this and make them really not like the film. So he said it was kind of like wrapping an egg and finding out like what would make the egg if you drop it on the roof would not break and keep it the same form and everything. And he said, so that was like the main reason why he decided to add Little Girl, as well as that he wanted more girl power. And I'm actually very happy that people are deciding to make girl power because for so many years it's been like, boys are more important, you know, in, in the um, 1970s and such. And a lot of our, one, a lot of generations have been like, men are more powerful than women. And finally, it's time for the girls to have the same power as men. I think that is definitely very true, and I definitely agree with that. I'm glad that he is trying to do that. So you did get to talk to him. Anything else that you learned from him that you want to talk about? Actually, I want to talk about how he bought uh, this magic briefcase, and he actually, it had the book in there, and it had like a bunch of amazing things in there. He even had three Vision Viewmasters, so that way you could be able to see a couple of characters from the film, and that was really cool. He also had a book, which was going to be like one of the books that they were going to sell for the film. And it's all hand-drawn and all handmade. And then they had another book, which was the uh, amazing drawings that they had for the film. And it took them almost five years to make this and get it um, out into Netflix, which is available now, by the way. And that was actually really amazing that they were able to do that. And really cool. So I actually loved that a lot. It is amazing. And very quickly, how many stars do you give this film? I give this film five out of five daydreaming stars because it was original, fun, and quirky. 
And I really like the way that they protected the book as well as making a great film. Thank you so much for talking to me about this wonderful film, The Little Prince, like we said before. It is now available on Netflix. Definitely check it out. I know I will be checking it out. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kiss First Contractions. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases. Learn how you can become a Kiss First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog on the teen section of Puffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice of America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Gibby from Shoutback. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.